Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands up, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ENN. Ray Rowe. Brought to you tonight by Slomans. I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Dom. Ballard, I go to war with him. Uh, good evening to myself. Don, you're a big rumble pony guy. And lastly, good evening to Farmer Friend. Uh, just have the defense run sprints. I get right there, Kalei. All right, Al. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Now we win. Now we go. Welcome on. Don't get 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 on. Don, I can hear it now. Very uncomfortable. Earlier in the show, where he was throwing down some serious allegations. I know, there was no allegations. I don't know. All I said was, I don't know how this is going to play out over time. But for <laughs> right now, in 2022, I think we're still totally good with Cajun. <laughs> in fact, in fact, let me hear one more, Anthony. I, I want to. I want a little more Cajun done in my life. Welcome on. Do you know what you were saying there, Tom? Sure, I was talking about throwing a touchdown. Tom Brady going win. Tom Brady is a very difficult quarterback to beat. That's always touchdown. And what was that one? That's always touchdown. They ran for the touchdown. That's about Des Bryant, actually. Yeah, because Des was going, going to New Orleans, right? Yeah, little little troubling, but very very interesting. Let's start with <sighs> what the that kid going to do. Man, the Mets have pushed back uh, Max Scherzer's minor league rehab start by one day, continuing to take a very appro- uh, very cautious approach with Scherzer's return. Buck Showalter asked why he pushed Scherzer back a day. We've sat down talked about it. It's not going to affect the number of starts he might make if things go well tomorrow night. Between So just give him an extra day. If you look at the history of this injury, he's right where he needs to be, and uh, everything will fall according to how he does that, uh, tomorrow night. But it's pitched in a small ballpark, hitter's ballpark. I don't think we'll see. I was kidding today. He's ready to go. He thinks he could pitch here tonight. So hope it goes well. We're just trying to, you know, you look at the history of this injury and how long it normally lasts, he's right where he needs to be. Now, people have to realize that that was just a report that he was going to pitch last Sunday. So there hasn't been a setback. Just people, I think, jumped the gun and did the math that after he pitched last Wednesday that he would be able to pitch Sunday. They wanted to give him another day. And now that day is going to come tomorrow. So we'll see. No reason to rush it. Mets actually gained ground on the Braves over the weekend. Five games up. 
We've got to wait another week, Peter. We wait another week. Don, we, we said when Scherzer and DeGrom went out, if this team just went 500, we'd be happy. So right now, they're well ahead of where they need to be. No need, no need to, over, to rush okay. things with, with either one of them. Because as good as they are, Peter, I don't think they're winning a championship with this rotation minus Scherzer and DeGrom. So why mess? Don't mess. All due respect to Cookie. Who's on the hill tonight? No, no, listen, Cookie is going to be a part of this. You know, the, the way the rotation's going to go, DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett. Give me my little cookie. Walker, Carrasco. That's how I think they see this rotation. And Cookie, he's got to put his foot down. I do not want to be called Cookie. Where are the cookies? <laughs> What if I just started randomly calling you Peanut? Well, that's my that's what my fans are called, the Peanuts. Yeah, but you're not called Peanut. How's my little Peanut doing? Hey, Peter, how are you? Tomorrow we'll do that. Don, how are you? Oh, oh my little Peanut, how are you? You doing good, Peanut? You, I, you just want to slap my face. I, I don't I don't like Peanut. You'd want to take me to the woodshed. Nah, he wouldn't take my cookies. I can't even call Michael Mike. He wants to I flip know. out. He gets offended by Mike. I'm just like, listen, good pitcher, good guy, rooting for him. Cookie is awful. It's an awful nickname. Well, the king of nicknames is Yankee manager Aaron Boone. Oh, are you kidding me? And here he is in the postgame yesterday talking about Joey Gallo's struggles. He got shifted a little bit tonight. That short right field got him a little bit. Just missed the homer down the line. I felt like he got some good swings off. I know he's trying to shorten up to get – to handle certain pitches where where they you know they're trying to attack them, you know just misses the three run homer the other day on the ball he hits in the air a mile that he hits to the fence. So I feel like it's always it's always bubbling with him, and I feel like he's he's taken hard at bats, just not quite getting the results right now. God, I love I love I love Aaron. He's very good because because uh, on Thursday, mm-hmm. if I were to ask Aaron. A question. I bet that ba ba ba. He would go. That's a good question, and then try to answer it instead okay. of instead of ripping me because he's just a good he's just a good guy. He twisted himself. I am like into a twisty noodle, defending Gala, and and I, we can ask him about it. You know, I love what you some good swings. Can we like define what that looks like? Jalen likes twisty noodles. That, but you got to love a manager defending his guy. Listen, that's that's one of the reasons he's there. Okay, he's this is what he's good at. We all know that these no, days the amount that managers actually manage that's the game a good is point. it's well, limited. What would Girardi say about Gallo? Uh, Girardi would be like, you know, he, you know, listen, something's got to give. That's not what Aaron Boone does. Well, it's not what you want to see. We're not on television right now, so it wouldn't have the same effect. Ray Rowe. But it would take him 30 seconds to answer because he would just be palming his own face, like rubbing his right, <laughs> rubbing his forehead like, oh. Yeah. <sighs> Joey's struggling right now. He's struggling. God, uh, but, you know, it's not what you want. Exactly. And that's not what you want to see. 
That says so, way too much. But as opposed, you heard an upbeat Aaron Boone making it seem like we're 30 seconds away from seeing Bryce Harper. And that's what you got to love about Booney. Love Booney. I'm one of the biggest Booney guys in the biz today. Now, you don't go, I guess because it's Joey, that's that's where you get your, your IE fix, right, or your Y fix, because yeah. you just call him Joey. Yeah. You don't call. I don't. They don't call him Galley, do they? I hope not. (laughs) These days, they don't call him anything except sit back down, except out. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. How's my little peanut doing? Hey, Peter. (laughs) You would punch me dead in the forehead. Yeah, I I would. So I wouldn't want to be called peanut. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Let's uh, move over to the NBA for a second. Russell Westbrook is going to exercise his $47.1 million option with the Lakers. Is this the most unnecessary headline in history? You don't say. Really? <laughs> really? Where was he going to get a quarter of that? Wow. 47. It's, it's, let us all get to a place where after the worst year of our professional career, the next year we get $47 million. That's... Good for him. Got himself a good deal. This is the this is the final season of his original five year, two hundred and six million dollar contract. And if you go back on five years, thinking about when he got that deal, he was he was literally a guaranteed triple double every night of the week. Oh yeah, it was a thing. But now do we it's have a, a Westbrook thing. watch. Do we, do we do we have a Westbrook watch, Andrew? I don't think so. We had a Harden watch, definitely. With the fit, with the uh, when he was putting fifty up every night. Andrew, oh. do you have all the watches in one place? No, I don't. I mean, I can find them, but but um, there was no Westbrook watch. There was right? not a Westbrook watch. I- I'd like to recap all the watches, though. But isn't it interesting? It wasn't that long ago that he was Mister Triple Double. It wasn't Guaranteed. that long ago that James Harden was like getting fifty every night. It was a, it was a, a blink. And and now look at how things have changed for both those players. Well, much, much better for Harden than it is Westbrook, but you know what I'm saying. Wait, Anthony, there's something you see called Cricket Watch? Cricket Watch. Coming soon. I don't remember that at all, do you? Oh, yeah, that was about me eating, me eating crickets. We, we didn't really Oh, yeah. Eat, but we, it barely got you. Barely got used, though. See any other peculiar ones there, Anthony? Wow, there's there's so much here. Rogers watch that was fun. Okay, Russell Wilson watch was one of my favorites just because the bet is just amazing. It's great. Is there any news for him today? Can we just play it anyway? Sure, play it. Hey, Seattle. Hey, guys. Russell here. Russell Wilson Watch. Mr. Unlimited. When you're on Easter weekend and your wife is showing your bread in your hair. Yes, the typical boring robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. This is what goes on with you. Let's get it. 
Unfortunately, no Russell Wilson watch today, so we'll make it Baker Mayfield watch instead. Um, let's hear from Baker on the future of his Browns career. I think it's uh, been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is, is to move on. I'm thankful for my four years in Cleveland. There's a lot of ups and downs and a ton of learning experiences that you know I'll forever keep with me. You know, teammates and friends and, and relationships that I'll have for a lifetime. And just flew in last night from East Lansing, Michigan for Drew Stanton, who's my mentor. He was a quarterback there in Cleveland when I got drafted. And just relationships like that you're just so thankful for. So the support staff in Cleveland, the people of Cleveland, it's a great sports town. So I'm thankful for it. There's no resentment towards the city of Cleveland by any means. Well, it's going to be an interesting situation because it's starting to become uh, common thought, Don, that all of a sudden one year is the possible suspension that Deshaun Watson's facing. That's what the NFL wants. And That's the what NFL they're going wants, for. They usually get. Like, if, if they determine, I think it's hard to think of where they could land short of that given where everything is. So Mayfield's actually in an interesting situation. Who do they yeah, have? But... J- Jacoby Brissett? Is that who they have? Because yes. I'm sorry, Don, if I if, if I don't have if I don't have Deshaun Watson, I would I call me crazy. I don't hesitate to go with Baker Mayfield over Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I'm so I'm kind of curious why they burned the bridge down, knowing that there's got to be an excellent chance that he's not going to play or barely play. Because, like, that's a good point. All right, they want a year. What does it get down to, 12 games? No matter what it is, he's not going to really have any effect on this upcoming season. He'll be able to play in training camp and in the preseason games and then, what, not miss the first 10, first 12? What are they going to reduce it to? I don't think it's going to go from one year to a half a year. And even if it's a half a year, you're not going to have your starting quarterback for the first eight, nine games of the season. Like, so – 2022 for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns are going to be nothing. So why did you burn your bridge with with Mayfield? He could have been your quarterback. Yeah, so they just don't. They just don't I mean, want him. And maybe the second the moves were made towards Watson, Mayfield turned things, turned the temperature up because he was so upset. I guess. I mean, it's certainly possible. So where does he go? Seattle. Hey, Seattle. Um, moving right along, Don. Serena Williams. Mr. Already, Unlimited. Serena's already out at Wimbledon. That's it? Holy crap. Harmony what is this, day Tan. two? Harmony Tan. She's French, I believe. 7-5, seven, 1-6, six, seven, six, seven, in the tiebreak. And Serena Williams bows out hmm. immediately at Wimbledon. She lost the first set 7-5. Then she rallies and dominates the second set before losing the tiebreaker in the third. Donna, I wonder what the Vegas odds are now on Serena getting another one. It's it's starting, it's starting to feel really t- tough. She had a couple of opportunities to get one. She didn't. You could see the pressure come and, and kind of get her in those spots. And, Dom, between the age and the injuries now, it's just going to get so tough. Are they – they got to be better than Tiger winning a major, right? See, it's interesting. I, I was just thinking about that right now. Serena's 40 years old. Mm-hmm. But this is tennis. 
It it this is not golf. It's just not the same animal. I I, I don't know. I, I wonder. My guess is Serena's odds are probably still a little bit better than Tiger's. But probably just a little. But probably just a little. It's going to get harder and harder. What Serena has, here's the difference. Here's the one thing Serena has going for that Tiger doesn't have. The rest of the field caught up with Tiger's power completely and surpassed him. In women's tennis, some people have caught up in terms of being close to as powerful. Mm -hmm. But Serena's not going to get completely overpowered by anyone. Um, which is a difference between her and Tiger. No, but now you're right. You're just... talking about just the sheer athleticism of the of, of tennis, and at 40, certainly not getting any younger. It's going to be harder and harder. Where golf is not quite as athletic. You saw uh, Jack win at Masters at 46. I mean, how how long did Martina play at a competitive level? How old well, is I guess she? Be 40. I'm guessing late 30s or 40. Hmm. She's 65 now. She retired in 06. Yeah, but what was the last? But what was the last official? Yeah, that's the, that's the point. Because that would make her 49, which cannot be right. Well, I'm sure she still played. They don't do the um, Virginia Slims at the Garden anymore, do they? Don't think they do. <laughs> God, she was. Good. See her last, um, her last major. She won at Wimbledon in ninety. Ninety. So she was born That's thirty-two years ago, Don. So she was born in October of fifty-six. So, so thirty-four in, for her last major victory. Yeah. So. Yeah, her last Australian Open, 89, French, 88. I'm sorry, it was U.S. Open, I'm sorry, in 1990. Wimbledon, 86. And she didn't, even even in doubles, 91 was her last one. And she won at Wimbledon in mixed doubles in 03. But that's not what we're talking about. Can you believe Agassi retired at 36? And what was and one of my great tennis memories, and I'm not a tennis guy by any stretch. Okay. But that big Jimmy Connors U.S. Open, where he didn't win, but he went on that run and he just captivated New York. Was that 93? No, oh, I think earlier. I think uh, 90? 90, 90, 91. But you, uh, listen, you were a kid. You might not remember, but it was like a big deal. Like, oh, I, it was watching. 91. It was 91. I remember what? it. Oh, I remember the fist pumping. We all remember it. But that was like. Real, I, that was like a lot of fun. So, how old was Jimmy then? Oh, was yeah, ninety-one. Yep, thirty-nine. Thirty-nine, and it, it felt like we were watching a senior citizen. Well, even Foreman. Well, what was Foreman when he when he regained the, the title? Forty? No, he, he forty-five. Forty-five. But the, but the comeback started at forty. Right. And it right. was like, oh my god! It it felt like you know, Sammy Davis Jr. or or, or you know. Walter Matthau was was, <laughs> was trying to go for the championship, and then you look—he was forty years old. It's like it's, it's not that God, crazy. Now, Gazi speaking, Davis was gonna... yeah. now speaking of uh, speaking of throwback sports moments on this day, yes, twenty-five years ago. What happened here? He got bit. I think. 
Evander Holyfield, look out, he's pushed right here, above us by Tyson. He's got bit in the ear. Oh my goodness, he's got a bloody right ear. Holyfield bit by a dirty Mike Tyson. That's a left hook. You know what's funny, Tyson. Mike was having his best friend. He bit him again. He, he bit him again. again. Mike Tyson has bitten Evander Holyfield for the second time, and he it is all out for I saw that one. That was right clear. It's a miracle he didn't get bit back. I'll tell you what, this is unbelievable. Yeah. We, we talk about the Alberts a lot. We don't mention Steve enough. Steve Albert on the call for Showtime. Um, Holyfield Tyson 2, June 28, 1997. I was at a party in my friend Allison's uh, mom's basement. Month uh, three weeks after graduating high school, we were so psyched for this fight because it's important for people to note a lot of time has passed, and you may not realize it. So Holyfield and Tyson were originally supposed to fight in '90. Tyson loses to Buster Douglas. They reschedule for 1991. Mike goes to jail in '92. He's released in '95. He wins four fights before taking on Holyfield for the first time in November 96. And, Don, the first one was a classic. Oh, yeah. An 11-round incredible classic. And then they scheduled the second one, June 28, 97. And in the third round, after complaining of headbutts later, Tyson lost control and uh, he bit both of Evander's ears. Don, it was at that time... And I don't know if it's ever been replaced. The craziest thing in sports I've ever witnessed live. Yeah, I, I'd have to really, I'd really have to think about anything that I saw that was that absurd. I was in the bullpen, they called it, at the fan in Kaufman Astoria Studios because I had worked updates on the overnight. So it was a Saturday night. And so my first update was going to be at midnight, and I was watching with Tony Page, who was coming on to do the show, and he was in one of the back studios watching the fight, and I was watching it with him, and like, what just happened? (laughs) No, it it just can't be. And then he did it again. What? It just things you don't. That's what's so great about sports, Peter, is the reason we watch is we hope we see something we've never seen before. Like maybe we'll turn on the Yankee game and Judge will hit five home runs and break the record or somebody will pitch a perfect game or, you know, whatever. You don't think you're going to see that? I, I and, can't and, even... and, and, then the, and then the disappointment immediately after, like as exciting as it was to see something you never thought you were going to see, you got robbed of a really good fight. I know. And, and, and that was the part. Don, do you remember that feeling when, like, it really processed that you weren't going to get to see it? Because I remember when I when it dawned on me that they actually canceled it. I was like, wait, wait, wait. But what was going to happen? I, I, I need to know the outcome. Because when Tyson lost to Holyfield in the first one, it was Holyfield. It was the only time, it, with the exception of Buster Douglas, it was the second time. We'd ever seen someone not scared of Tyson. And he ends up stopping Mike in the 11th. But Mike almost beat him the round before that. A lot of people don't realize that. And and then in the the second fight, 
even after losing, Mike still went in, Don, minus 200 favorite. Like, you have to understand, the cloak of invincibility around Mike was so crazy that even after people saw him lost, Don, it lasts to this day. If he fights Jake Paul next year, people are all going to be picking Mike Tyson. (laughs) I know. You know it. And he's 55 years old. I mean, I got to tell you, I love the man. I don't think he'll beat Jake Paul if they have a fight at this point. Jake Paul's, what, 25 years old? He's in, he's he's huge. He's in great shape. Mike's an old guy. And that cloak of invincibility to this day is that strong that I guarantee you Mike would be the favorite against Jake Paul. But it just but but at that particular time, after biting Holyfield twice, you're like, this guy's gonna get institutionalized. Like, how could he ever fight again? Because well, I, th- this is the meltdown of meltdowns after everything that he's been through. He's getting another opportunity, and this is how he treats that opportunity. But it's boxing, so the, you never say never. But you know the the fact that you could say twenty five years later. <laughs> well, that's why. But that's why I, I I always argue with Michael when he says no one's had a comeback like a Rod. I say no, 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 no. Don, you remember? I remember watching the on Sunday morning, the day after this fight. I was at my job. I was working at a tennis uh, uh, club, like in the the pros office. And I was sitting there watching, I was at work, and I was watching the sports reporters that Sunday. You can't even understand how deep in the toilet Mike Tyson's reputation was. There, no. There's, he was, you thought Will Smith was hated a couple of months ago, okay? People were disgusted. So the fact that he's at a point now where it, if anyone shows up in an arena, everyone cheers or gives him a standing ovation, it's pretty miraculous. It's it, it's so true. And, you know, listen, though, in defense of Michael, he lives in the baseball world and he kind of revolves around that space, but oh, so A Rod took some steroids. I know Mike Tyson went to jail for rape, bit a boxer twice in the ring, and if I were to tell you that night, twenty-five years ago, that fifteen years later he would be part of the Hangover franchise, actually beat someone on an airplane and everybody come to his defense. <laughs> like, right. It's like, no way that would ever happen. There's, there's no way. you. I really f- – listen, if I – honestly, Peter, the odds that he'd be alive five years after that were probably pretty pretty low. Oh, well, I mean, listen, as a huge fan of his, this is before I ever knew him personally, that was always my biggest fear because I just thought he, he – he, wouldn't be able to make it there was just too much happening in his life too much chaos and i mean after that moment to think where he is now it's it's i'm, I'm happy for the guy that'll do it for enn it's brought to you by slowman's call 1-800-ALARM me to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your slowman shield keep your family safe call 1-800-ALARM me and there's one other bit of sports entertainment history from this day that i'm going to play for everyone when we come back. And I'll okay. say this, one of the great moments in the history of sports entertainment. That's right. Mm. It was 24 years ago today. Peter and Don on the case show. Your call's next, 1-800-919-3776. It's 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.